Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris and this is my husband. Carl Donnelly. And we have a new podcast for you. It's called the Keith Cheggers Podcast and it's about pregnancy because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah, so we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with the pregnancy so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe and have a listen to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Bye. Bye. Great big owl. following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello everyone, hello, it's Anna Mann here. Welcome to another Talking to Actors. These are still coming out on a weekly basis. Obviously I'm doing my nightly bedtime anecdote. This week is actually the first ever Zoom call I've done. Margaret's back, lovely Margaret Caborn Smith, struggling to keep her mouth shut as always, but that's why we love her. However, on a Zoom it does bring a lot of kind of, you know, higgles and the odd pickle. Plus we're chatting to our old friend uh, Steve Evans, who tends to make some strange sounds at the best of time. Often throughout the interview he does grab a ukulele and try to turn things into a song, which is absolutely wonderful, incredibly riveting, and instantly tiresome. What I'm trying to say is, I hope you enjoy this latest Talking to Actors. I hope you're doing all right in lockdown. Um, We're not doing too bad. Sue tried to go out yesterday. Fuck! I was holding her back with every hand. I had to employ some extra hands, actually, which I rarely do, unless I'm, you know, doing my freak show thing. But things haven't got that bad yet. Anyway... I got hold of Sue. I said, Sue, where the hell do you think you're going? She said, I'm going to see Tom. I want to see Tom. I was like, you can't go out and see people. Are you insane? What if he's got it? What if you's got it? What if by you've got half and he's got the other half, you put it together and then bang, you've got it. We wrestle and wrestle. I get mum employed. Lemon, even, little Lemon. She's only little, my, my granddaughter. And she was helping. She was holding on to Sue's toes. I mean, one toe is about the size of Lemon, you know. So she was just holding one toe down with all her might. Bless her. Mahogany there. Obviously, she doesn't get involved because she thinks she's above it. But she's kind of directing. Hold her down, hold her down. But remember, it's for her own good, you know, because she's very kind of like that. Eventually, of course, Sue bats us all off like a, like, I don't know, like a, a lion batting a fly. She gets outside. I'm going to see Tommy. I want to see Tommy. She gets outside. Luckily, thank God, it turns out Tommy is one of her many imaginary friends. So she's safe. All she did was sit on the doorstep for a good hour chatting to someone who wasn't there. Which was in itself infinitely disturbing, but at least I don't think we've got to the point where imaginary friends can be infected. I hope not. Well, best of luck, everyone, with this episode. I hope your ears can cope. By the way, I do talk quite a bit about Piers Morgan. I think at the time it was when Piers Morgan was doing all the sort of 
oh, you're traitors, you're traitors, all that sort of stuff, which did rile me a little. But now I think he's sort of strangely turning into the one of the goodies, isn't he? So I don't mean as in his placing Tim Brooke Taylor. Fuck, that's too much, Annie, you can't say that. What I mean is I think he's attacking the government, isn't he? Which is good, although do we lo- I don't know. I don't know. I try not to look at the news because it's terrifying. But mum keeps, um, well, she keeps sort of pinning my eyelids open like in Clockwork Orange and going, you need to see this, Anna. She's awful. She really is. This has gone on much longer than I hoped. I really wanted to do seconds. This was literally a sort of hello, by the way, we're recording on Zoom. Don't sue us. Thanks to all the Patreons, as always, we're getting a real collection coming up now. A collection of kindness, I shall call it. Ed B.P., I don't think I've spoke about him before. Hazel Bond, possibly. Jack Thompson. John Bolan, we've talked about him. Oh, God. Philip Bedson. It's an irritating name, isn't it? No offence, Philip, but, I, I, you know. The whole gang. Kieran Gurner, there's a name. Liz. Liz, and it says Liz has paid. Oh, well done, Liz. You've paid, finally. Bless you, darlings. Thank you for all your help. There's going to be some more Patreon-based stuff up there soon. And also, things are really heating up on the Patreon. Some of you who watch the um, Saturday evening show, Twitch TV slash Next Up Comedy, something like that. Google around, you'll find it. You know what you're doing more than I do, for God's sake. Anyway, it's really heating up between some of the Patreons. So, a character who goes by the name... He's not a character, he's real. A man who goes by the name of Gay Dog 9 has given me rather a lot of money per month. When I say a lot, you know, I mean enough to buy a couple of packets of cereals these days, knowing you know what I feel about the price of cereal anyway. Then Juan Quail, or Hugen, I, we, we, we're having this sort of ongoing debate about how to say his name. He needs to, What you need to do, Juan, is record it and put it on here somehow. Record yourself saying it. Then I will know how to say it, all right? It's the only way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hog, if that's not PC, but, you know, it's got to be done. What happened was, Gay Dog 9 was giving me a sizable amount, shall we say. Ooh. Juan gave that sizable amount plus one. Not as in plus himself, not as in plus one, but as in plus one dollar. I mentioned this on this Saturday's streaming service. Gay Dog 9 has only added another Juan, another dollar. He hasn't added Juan, he's added another dollar. So basically, he's now in the lead. What I'm doing is creating a sort of desperate game between two presumably fairly rich men to beat each other to who gives the most money to Anna. Either way, thanks a fucking bundle, guys, because it really is appreciated, all of you. And I just want to say at this point, if you're listening and enjoying, that is enough. If you can Patreon, that is obviously great as well. Most of all, I'd say, tell your friends, share it, get it out there, for God's sakes. But please do let people know, it would be lovely. Anyway, on with talking to actors with my special guest, Stephen Evans. Here we go. Hello, hello, Stephen. Hello, hello Margaret. Hello. hello, Margaret. I meant to say before we started, we must watch talking over each other. By the way, on Zoom, because we're awful for it, and on Zoom, I think it will fuck everyone's heads. Do you want me to speak now? Am I allowed? Well, can you speak when the interview is over? 
Yes, I can give my Lady Macbeth. Yes, I'd love to see you give your Lady Macbeth. Give it to someone else. Give someone else a bloody chance. Hello, Stephen. Hiya, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, darling. I'm locked in here with Sue Clinch and Little Lemon and Mother and Mahogany, my daughter. That's a lot of people. So many of us, all in one room. I mean, we've got 12 rooms, but they keep coming in my room. It's awful. And Sue Clinch, fuck, she snores. And when she snores, she breathes in, and that's like a hurricane. And then when she breathes out, she recites the whole of Love's Labour's Lost. Wasn't it A Winter's Tale last year? Was that, um... It was A Winter's Tale. Yeah. She snores one Shakespeare a year. She starts yeah. on Act One and then slowly works her way through, you know, doing all the yeah. characters. I mean, it's brilliant. It is not if you want to get to sleep. You see what I'm saying? Maybe you could sell tickets to it. I could sell tickets to Sue Clinch snoring. I mean, they'd have Go to on. sit by her bed, which is a health hazard for a start. Have you yeah, not been listening right. to Piers Morgan? Fuck. He's all I listen to. He's all I will listen to from now on. The man speaks sense. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's getting really dangerous out there. Steve Evans, let's Hello. get on with this interview. How are you, darling? I'm very well, thank you very much. Now, yes. we've worked together a lot in the past, yeah. you and your little ukulele, and now you're in your self-isolation pod. That's right. That's are you right. alone? Alone, apart from you ukulele. Fuck, that's clever. Isolation. <laughs> Isolation. That's what you need. If you want to be the be best. The best. <laughs> Stand up for the rest. Eat the rest. Isolation. Isolation's what you need. Beautiful. And, um, and it's electric, so does that mean it makes toast and things as well? Yes, yes, it's 240 volts. Two, 240, is that? Or 240 yes. volts? 80. That's a lot of volts. No, that's, too, fuck, that's too many volts. It's a, it's, the whole it's thing's a lot going to explode. Be well, careful, Steve, be careful. Now, before we chat, Steve, about the Steve Evans story, we don't have a lot of time because I'm doing this on Zoom and I refuse to upgrade. Yes. <laughs> I refuse. I want stuff for free. I'm giving it for free apart yeah. from when people pay me. Right. And by the way, um, if anyone wants to sponsor my streaming, I've already got booze for my streaming session at Abyss Brewery. And I thought if there's any local cheese merchants in Sussex, please do give me a call because I'd love to get some free cheese, is all I'm saying. Margaret, how are you doing in your pod? Hello. Oh, I'm having a lovely pod. Are you Are you having yes. a nice time? Yes, are you doing I don't covering? need... Have I been worse? Inspiring. Been some colouring. Yes, I've coloured in all of my windows. Oh, lovely. And I've coloured in my, well, I've coloured in my face, as you can see. Yes, I, I can, can see. see. I can see a very daring purple. It is yes. very, very daring. You look like the, the most delicious beetroot I've ever seen. I just thought, seen. I've always wanted to do it, and I thought, hmm. Yeah, how did you achieve that particular hue? <laughs> I'm afraid you've... Slightly frozen. Oh no, my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> oh dear, just is like Sue. Is it back? Yes, it's back now. It's what, back. what were you asking? I was just asking how you achieve that particular level of purple. Oh, it's a simply a mix of medicines that I had in my cabinet. Would you ingest so it or just rubbed on your face? No, 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 rubbed it on my face. Cow, it's cowpol, cow isn't it? Like, it's cowpol, gosh. It's in. Used to do that old trick back it's at the very glamorous back at the Tittery yes. Whoppet. Yeah. Yes, we. Yes, when you were playing Ribena Berries. The old yes, Ribena Babies. Ribena Babies. It was. It was actually a very insightful and harrowing piece, all about the Ribena scandal of the late seventies. <laughs> remembers that? I do. Yes. Remember that it was actually the Wilson government 
That's right. To save a bit of dosh, they tried to encourage everyone to give their children Ribena instead of milk. That's right. And it everyone was, went purple. It was awful. It was actually Callahan. Oh, was it Callahan? Oh, yes, it was later than you oh, think. Gosh, yeah. I really laid into Wilson for nothing. What was the um, the jelly tosh? What did you say about jelly the Ribena, Ribena babies? Ribena babies. It was the play oh. I did back in the Tittery Whoppet. Oh, Ribena yes. babies. The country's going to hell. Ribena babies. Nothing. Oh, the ukulele's coming out. They're all coming out purple. Covered in Ribena, yeah. They're all coming out purple. And most of them don't have any hair. We're Ribena babies. We're Ribena babies. On and so on, you know. Round and round, over and over and over. Yes, we only ever finished one track um, mm. by opening night. But, you know, Sue Clinch was like, fuck it, let's do it. So it was just the one song over and over, sadly. But I think it really hammered the point home. Oh, yes. And the audience. About Wilson. Really, and, uh, yeah. Sadly, yeah. the wrong prime minister, as Steve has pointed out. Which, and if I could go back and change it, I would. But I Yes, can't. yes. So many how, how is Sue? How is, how Sue? is Sue? She's not yeah. well. She's not oh, really? well. No, she's doing all right. She keeps sharpening a dagger. Keeping her entertained, but you mm. know. Who do you think she'd stab first in the isolation pod? Well, I mean, she's always blamed me for her career going nowhere. Mm. Which, to be fair. To be fair, I did used to literally send her to the wrong auditions and stuff. Mm. And tell her yes. that they changed the timing and all that stuff. But that was just actor's jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. We've all yeah. suffered from actors' jealousy. Yeah. I remember once glassing her just for getting a Hovis ad. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Sabotage yeah. is very healthy, I think. Well, it's like, you know, what's that thing where you can get off murder? Double jeopardy. <laughs> yes. The other one is actor's jealousy. Actor's jealousy, basically. Actor's jealousy, yeah. Actor's jealousy is like, if you're ever brought up in front of a judge, woe betide you are, Steve, because a lot of stuff will come out. But if Ooh. you're ever in front I've of... I've got a suit. Well, that won't save you. Actor's jealousy is basically where you're two actors, you've gone for the same part, you haven't got it, so you've killed the other one. Mm. And it's considered... Oh, it's, it's a grey area, but it is still considered legal. Yes, Mark Rylance uses it a lot, doesn't he? Oh, fuck, he's used it on half of the RSC. Yes, because yes. he's got nobody in competition with him anymore, and that's a very oh, God, wise no, move. No, and nobody dares to. No. Nobody dares to. There was even a letter, Equity Centre, an email around, just to prominent actors around his age and casting type, just yes. saying, just to warn you, there has been a lot of incidents of Rylance bumping off other actors and claiming actors' jealousy. For God's sake, do your best, work on your craft, hone your abilities, but don't get too good because otherwise there's going to be a letter bomb through you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And he'll get away with it like he always does, the monster. Honestly, Twitter this morning is an absolute no-go zone. No, I'm, You've not, got to be I'm careful. not going there. You've got to be careful. If you tweet anything not approved by Piers Morgan, people suggest you literally try and sell yourself on eBay. That's how harsh it is. <laughs> That's quite a good way to get through lockdown, I think. Sell yourself, Sell yourself on eBay and then you'll get true. delivered somewhere else. Yes, yes. yes. What do you bring with you is the fear. You know? <gasps> well, for, in my case, a book of Bill Shakes. But... <laughs> You've got most of that tattooed, though, to be fair. A lot of it is tattooed. Very tiny writing. Very tiny writing. On your what? thighs, so you can read it. On, on your thighs. It's on my thighs, the back of my hands, oh. the inside of my eyelids. Hamlet on the right, Leah on the left, and Never the Twain Shall Meet. Never the Twain Shall Meet, the scripts are tattooed on my tongue. Margaret's... Both. What? I can do both. Hamlet and Leah at the same, same time, time. By 
closing your eyes and get a kind of I stereo phone. Sadly, I only have one mouth. Oh, that is sad. It is sad. And I think the only thing that stopped me really becoming a household name, I don't know. Mm. I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You're right. If you had two mouths, you would be a household name. Well, yeah. if everyone would be talking about me. And a man, she's got two mouths. I mean, I would get typecast two mouths. The two mouth hag. The kid with two mouths in my younger days. The boss who's got two mouths. That kind of thing. A right pair of gobs. A right pair of gobs on her. That's what they'd say. Yeah, yes. you'd get typecast. There's no point. Don't mm. try that, Anna. I've changed I, my mind. One of my dear friends was born with cerebral palsy, is an actor. And I remember when we were at drama school together, and we laugh about this. When we did Shakespeare, we did a, two modules of Shakespeare. Both times, they cast him as Richard III. <laughs> that's, that's very... That's not, not, not okay. That's not okay. Is it? Not is okay. okay. It's, like, it's basically saying, look, pal, the only part you can possibly get is Richard III. Just keep doing it. Learn keep it. doing Richard III. You have a disability. You don't have Richard III's disability, but basically anyone who has a disability should play Richard III, is the suggestion. Whatever the disability, blindness. Do you know that there is a disability spotlight? Do you know this is a real thing where disabled actors go into a specific spotlight? Mm. And I was having a look at it. Mm. And there's some people who put themselves in it for diabetes. Really? And I can't see how you'd ever need an actor with diabetes. (laughs) Maybe I'm I'm wrong. You're kidding. That's strange. No, I'm not. That's absolutely true. If it's the obese type, type two, is that sort of all right? Because it's sort of saying... Well, I think... Is this all right? I I think maybe... Well, you'd take up two seats on an aircraft. Maybe you were filming abroad and I need to know that... uh, None of these people looked big enough. Really? But also, you're, you're not going to, to book someone just so they'll take up two seats on an aircraft. I just can't imagine that uh, scenario, Stephen. Well, it's more like the case, you know, if you get someone to play someone in a wheelchair and they're not actually in a wheelchair. Yes. Some people yes. Don't you see, that make, no, that makes sense. Yeah. But I think someone taking up two seats who wouldn't actually take up two seats... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to sit here and just... Because it's not my place to say. And it's definitely not yours, Stephen. Please stop you. You're as skinny as a rake. No, it never stops me. It won't stop me. I just wanted to move on. Now, only because I'm aware on Zoom, and I will not pay for the upgrade, we've only got... (laughs) So we should really crack on. The Steve Evans story. Oh, God. Talking to actors... Trying to understand their process. We're talking to actors. Actors, yeah, they rule the world. Stephen, where does it begin? In Romford? It probably begins near Wallasey. Where's that? Is that made up? made up. That's near Liverpool. Is this because you were inspired by Paul McCartney? As a baby. As yes. a baby? As a baby I was, yes. But your birth, your... Was inspired by... Birth, your... <laughs> Was inspired by um, uh, wingment. It's by wings. Your conceivement is that a word? What's the word, darling? Conceivable. Conceptual. Conceivable. Conceptionable. Conceptionable. Your conceptionable was inspired by. I've always been seen as very conceptionable. Yes. Yes. Well. Yes. It's on your CV. There was a long gap, you see. Conceptual. 
being between born. being conceived and being born. It was probably about nine months. We're going to have to jump forward. We know you were born. That's a given. We assume you grew up. Yes. When did the acting begin? Was that with Ken? My acting began with Ken. Ken Campbell. Mm. Ken Campbell. I went to deliver a letter at Ken Campbell's workshop, which was in a bookshop in Chalk Farm. Mm. And it was a letter from a friend. It was nothing to do with acting or anything. I, I went down the stairs and um, he went, Who are you? And there was about 20 other people down. He goes, right, uh, well, what do you want? Uh, here's a le- letter for you. A friend of mine, Charlie, wanted you to have this. Uh, and I was passing, so... Uh, and he went, oh, right, right, can you go through that door over there? <laughs> and I went, what? Was that? Go through that door over there. And it was a door at the back of the space that we were in, in the room we were in. And I went, and he goes, I want you to come out. I want you to come out, look surprised, as if you've just seen the world's smallest goblin. <laughs> and I went, okay. So I went out and I came, came out and I did this look, which... Which went down well. I was, and by four o'clock, this was at lunchtime. By four o'clock, I was playing postman and vicars and all sorts of things. Really? In what? Was that the walk? It was a show called The Walk, which I didn't know anything about. But, was this? Um, this wasn't the original. Obviously, the original was in the 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 original 70s, was twenty years before. Right. So this was a twentieth anniversary. Right. Uh, show, and then I found myself working for Ken for about a year and a half. Really? Yes, yeah. And were you actually working as in getting paid and stuff? We were getting paid, yes. We are very lucky. Getting Amazing. Uh, not much money, but we did get paid. I don't mean that in the mean way, just because I know it was a bit of a random bohemian life, wasn't it? It was. We had to continually rehearse this show. So you start off playing one or two characters, and then you build it up over the period. Each run was only once a week, which was enough. Once, once a week, or was it once every two weeks? So the show was once every two weeks. Obviously, a 24-hour show. It was 24 hours. It started at 9 o'clock on Saturday and finished at 9 o'clock the following Sunday. Wow. And in some of the reviews, it's, we could see the actors stubble. Wow. Right. Did you feel like you were going mad as you were doing it? Yes, there was a lot of crying. People usually started crying around about sort of 4 the or 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning. And wow. uh, I remember once, I was having a little lie down. And uh, the, the, the show was divided into 10 plays. It was one person's life. It was very scripted. There was no improvisation. So it was absolutely, you had to be on it. And he, yeah. Ken Campbell, wrote it? He wrote it with a guy called Neil Oram. So, so uh, I was having a little snooze. And then I heard this, oh, Steve, what are you doing in the next 20 minutes? And I said, I'm having a snooze. He goes, get up there with Nina. That's Nina Conti. You're playing Larry. I think the character's name was Larry. Now, Larry, there was about four pages of script. It was a two-hander. And I had to learn the script in 15 minutes. And he goes, shut up, learn it. And he said, yeah, right, you've just got to use symbols like that. And he spent five minutes telling me how this kind of hieroglyphic method of learning lines would work. And uh, I, I went up. I've never been so terrified. There was 300 people watching this. And I was pushed out. I did this scene where we had to pretend we were walking around a garden and we were doing this two-handed chat. And I'd learnt the lines. It's unbelievable. I'd actually got the lines. I mean, they vanished the second I walked off. But they were there. I was so terrified. And I got it. We played the scene. And then Ken said, um, he said, Steve, you know, Steve, you know, that's the best I've ever seen it. Well done. That was really, really good. And I said, 
Oh, cheers, Ken. Thanks for that. And he goes, yeah, don't get above yourself, though. <laughs> Off you go. So, yeah, that's it. And it went downhill from Great there. Story. Once I stopped working with Ken, it all... All, uh, when you stop working with Ken, Ken all, yeah, nothing's yeah. been the same since. Nothing's been the same since. But don't we find that, Margaret, you know, those mm. early moments, you know, I remember working, you know, Tittery Whoppet with John Smells and all that, you know, Rogue Baker, all about a baker, go <laughs> rogue, stuff like that. Mm. Those were the times, they'll always be the best. You can't top those early things. Yeah, it's just downhill until death, basically, isn't it? Lovely. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us. Every day we do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting, because let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Can I just say that most of Stephen's stories sound entirely made up? My take on it... Is Steve makes up a good 80%, but I believe that one. No, that's the weird thing. I do as well, but it sounded so made up. It's I almost know. like if he was making something up, it would have sounded more believable. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And that's the rule of thumb with Steve Evans. Whenever you're talking to him, you have to go, does this sound like it might have happened? If the answer's no, he's not lying. Almost ready to give up then, darlings, but they've just removed the 40-minute limit. Isn't that wonderful? I think why, I've why paid they... for no reason. I think they might have done it because of the lockdown. Because of the lockdown. So I spent £130 for no fucking I reason. Got... So you'll finish working with Ken. Did you do more after Warp? I helped out on a show at the National Theatre called Macbed. There we were speaking a kind of pidgin English. Oh, um, right. I mean, that was still acceptable back then, wasn't it? It was. How racist was it? Oh, about three out of five. Really? And then I went into movies and I was in a film, a movie called um, uh, Cannibal with a K. <gasps> and it wasn't called Cannibal with a K. It was called Cannibal, <laughs> but it, it, it went with a, with, with a K. Uh, I was playing a detective sergeant. I had a nice heart in it. So mm. it, it looked a little bit like Silent Witness. People oh. were dying, obviously, been eaten. When, the, when I actually saw the film, hmm. um, there was lots of um, sexy scenes in between. <laughs> so it was sort of kill, sexy, kill, yeah. sexy. 
Is it like yeah. that? So was it? Are you yeah. saying it was yeah. softcore porn? Yeah, some of it. It was, was softcore porn. Uh, maybe we can find it. Maybe it's available. Oh, we the, uh, the director, the director's now in prison uh, <laughs> for fraud. With a P. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? He was in the movie too. Oh, really? Did he play the cannibal? Name. Yeah, he played the cannibal. <laughs> oh, it was cannibal. It's awful. Was he good? He's still he's still in prison. Margaret, do you mind getting on the uh, on the Google there? Yeah, I'm just yes. Margaret, not I'm going to try and book him for this. Anna. Yes, he's available. He can do tomorrow. Should we do the podcast there? Cannibal, did it come out on DVD? Yes, it got a short cinema release and then it came out on DVD. It got a cinema um, release? It did, it did. So, it wasn't, now, so tell me, how would a scene work? You'd see a murder, yeah. then the police, forensics, the yes. detective, how are we going to catch yes. this guy? Then yes. they just start shagging. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the plays we yes. used to do with the Tittery Whoppet Chiswick, to be honest. It sounds not a million miles away from Rogue Baker, which written by John Baker Sanders. goes sexy. Well, no, we'd have a scene where you'd have the baker and you'd see his life and it would be difficult, you know. And then mm, people they would are, into they the are. shop. Oh, fuck it. We've got to knead the dough. You've got to bake themselves. Get up early. Yeah. People I would come into the it. shop. People would buy the bread. It covered about eight days of that, which was, I thought, quite a slow first half. Mm. You know, it was just a lot of people coming into the shop and buying bread. But then when the baker snaps, fuck. Sexy. Crazy. He goes crazy. Well, in between every person coming in, you'd then see that person go home and then they'd have sex with someone. I think John just thought people wanted sex. I'm wondering if Rogue Baker was in, was in the movie. Um, the guy who played the Rogue Baker. Very good. He was terrifying. Honestly, he was terrifying. And he was actually... Originally, we'd sort of got him from this secure unit, you know, for criminally yeah. insane. He was meant to go to prison, but he claimed actor's jealousy. Oh, um, classic. Absolutely mad. We got him out. And when we got him on, I think it was third night, he just fucking lost it and really went to town on this oh. lovely guy called, I want to say Fred Fingers, um, James Toes. And he went at him. And you he always just, want to say Fred. I always want to say Fred. I probably said that on this podcast before. But he went at him and just ripped him to bits, honestly, right in front of the audience. I was there at the wings. And to be honest, I was just absolutely captivated. Mm. Really enjoyed it. Oh, I was fingers. really thinking at some point I've got oh, to get involved. Fingers. Someone needs to stop this, you know. Oh, Freddy, Freddy Fingers. Yeah. Was it anyway, that baker, that killer, went yeah. on to play the title role in ITV One's Lewis. So you did some softcore porn. And is yeah. that where you met Rufus? I already <laughs> knew Rufus from a few years before when mm. I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival whilst yes. I was at university. And right. the Cambridge show was next door to in the same venue oh the cambridge pricks yes, yes. oh i love oh, no, them. i love the cambridge pricks they're so yes. funny and what they do which is great is they get the audience is just made up of more cambridge pricks and all yes. just giggling like mad at each other for hours it's wonderful it's so, so it's clever so clever it was very it's noisy really good and when you're in that nice. crowd watching the cambridge pricks yeah and one of the Cambridge pricks just has to walk on stage and they don't even say anything. And the entire room just lights up all these Cambridge pricks just bobbing up and down in their seats, you know. Yeah. Knowing that they'll be next year's Cambridge prick. <laughs> Thinking, fuck, I can't wait. I can't wait to be a Cambridge prick. 
honestly, some of the funniest people in showbiz. And just the level of support there is something you cannot get without yeah. that. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, the level of support for what is often very average humor is just <laughs> divine. It really is. Not honestly. Throughout my career, I always say to myself, feeling like I'm not getting work or I'm not getting to where I should be. You know, I always think, thank God for the Cambridge Pricks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank God for them achieving all those wonderful things that they are just handed. When I'm there struggling, starving, I think, thank God I've got someone to inspire me that I can never be. And I love that about all society. Are you all right, Anna? (laughs) Well, someone's had their first breakdown of the day. (laughs) So was Rufus a Cambridge prick? Yes, he was. Because he doesn't have that... No, he does have that air about him a bit, doesn't he? Oh, very much so, yes. Oh, God. No, he's 100% so. So you were amongst the pricks. And how did you feel? Did you feel like one day I could be one of these pricks? No. Was that a mercenary decision to sort of latch onto Rufus like a limpet? No, no. Run away from them. Really? As fast as possible. Because he used to get it out all the time. Oh, really? (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, you met lovely Rufus. I hasten to add, not only a very good brick, but also one of my very best friends. Yes. The two of you worked together, or did you, no. you reeled no, in? We didn't work together. What, what I did was, I worked with a couple of actors, Dan Skinner, yes. and Jordan Long, and no. Neil Edmund. And we all worked with Ken Campbell. Once we'd finished working with Ken, we thought it'd be nice if we continued doing a bit of writing and a bit of performing. Lovely. So we worked together in a sketch group called Benders. So uh, we did uh, lots of shows. And, did Ken uh, ever come? Did Ken ever come along to see them? Did he ever come? Or had he died? Oh, no, he hadn't died. No. Uh, he may have come to one. I can't remember. I finished him off. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wanted to die of sketch comedy... Oh, fuck yeah. If I die of anything, it would be sketch comedy, if I could choose. Weren't yeah. those days fun when it all felt so like a game? It was like falling in love, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean yeah, that, you know, with these people. Falling in love again, what am I to do? Get the uke. <laughs> Sometimes I think back over my marriages, and one of them was my double partner. And I yeah. go, no, 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 we weren't married. <laughs> <laughs> we just worked together. And like the yeah. Beatles, I think we only worked together for about five years. But it feels yes. like that has... It's so intense. My whole it's life. so intense. It is. I was trying to explain to somebody who, who was annoyed because um, this years ago now, but a friend of ours, his band had broken up and he was just devastated. And mm. my friend was like, oh, it's ridiculous. It's not like it's a relationship. And I was like, no, it really, really is. Mm. Like, I've had relationships then that I was much less affected by than my sketch group falling apart. Oh, you know, God, yes. it, was, it was, yeah, it's so intense. Well, and it's a very difficult thing to describe. You could always find another fella. <laughs> and I do. Double act partner. And it's so hard because everyone tells you, you've got such chemistry, you're so good together. Yes. But they're tearing apart, you want to scream. Yeah, absolutely. They're trying to kill me. (laughs) Well, in your case, Anna, they were. Well, yes. yes. And to be fair, they were right to because you know what you did. I do know what I did. I did a little play about it called You Know What I Did. So you did your Dutch Elm Conservatoire and Benders. That came a little later, the Dutch Elm. Uh, yeah. That was, um, we've just been through it, but the vendors fell apart. And a part of them went on to form a sketch group called The Consultants. Yes. And then I thought, I'm still up for it. 
I still mm. quite like to continue doing this. Mm. So that's when I got Rufus and I got Jim Field Smith, mm. a, a friend of mine. So I asked those and then eventually managed to persuade him. And he, he needed some persuading. Uh, uh, Dan Skinner to come in and, and Jordan Long. But he did. And we're all glad that you all did. Yeah. So then yes. we, we did that for not very long. Like you say, I don't think it was three, four years or something. And I, I think we still liked each other at the end. Yes, it's easy to fall out. Margaret, I've just thought you're not a Cambridge prick, are you? <laughs> no, thank God. He's <laughs> an Oxford Wally. Uh, not even. Wally, a Durham, a Durham I, devil? I went to UEA in Norwich. Good for you, kid. Good for you. What's their Edinburgh group like? They have nothing. They have a fine market, a mustard market. Oh, Norwich is delightful. I mean, yeah. I had a lovely time, but there was no comedy there at all. No, well, Paul Whitehouse and Charlie Hickson... And Charlie Hickson came and did uh, careers fair things. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah. yeah. What's the sort of, if you want to be a comedian, come chat to me? Yeah. Well, I went to talk to him. Is it like a pick up girls thing? <laughs> Don't think so. He was very sweet. He gave me the advice. He said, go to Edinburgh. He said, oh, I've just helped some people go to Edinburgh. They're called the League of Gentlemen. Oh. Yeah. And who's that? <laughs> You don't need to know, darling. It's all right. So, Stephen, where do we go from there? Do you want a cup of tea? Oh, 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 um... Uh, um <laughs> I'd love a tea. Hyperdrive? You oh, use hyperdrive. yes, I did, I did hyperdrive. I think I did that when I was in Dutch Elm. I think that was, was overlapped. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, send me my CV. And, and, uh, yeah, now, well, let's jump forward. So, recently you've been doing lots of fun little things, haven't you? You popped up in um, camping. Yes. I saw you in camping. That was very funny. Did you see him in camping? No, I didn't have Sky at the time. Have you got Sky now? Yes, it's in some form. I mean, I watch it through my neighbour's window. Right, okay, right. So I can't hear it, but I can see. Bang on the window, just hold up a sign saying, camping, it's really funny. Yes, I did camping, yes, with Jules. Jules. Lovely Julia Davis. Julia. And Rufus, Rufus Jones. Yes, he and was there. And did Greed. Oh, yes, yes. I haven't seen I, it yet. I, I've not seen it. Oh, so. I loved it. Oh, it wasn't you didn't see me then? I, I got I cut. I got cut. Me or most Ed- of my stuff. I, I didn't get entirely cut. Margaret. I, I feel like I did. Yes, I feel like maybe I did. See, there were lots of brilliant people doing tiny little bit. And what are you up to at the minute, Stephen? I was about to film a pilot with um, Sean Reynard uh, and his character Quentin. So I've been working on that. And it got uh, stopped because of... And we, we crewed and everything, so everything oh, got... Um, yeah. Hot, so, so that's gone down the Swanee for a while. For postponed. a while. Postponed. Postponed. Postponed, yes. Uh, so We're all postponed. postponed. I did Sally Forever too. Yes. Jewels. <clears throat> Which I saw one episode of and absolutely loved. And what's it like working with Julia Davis, Stephen? It's, it's love. It's not working. You're not working. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're creating. Uh, Creating, yes, yes, yes. Mucking around, Amazing. lovely sandwiches. Oh, I miss the sandwiches. Mm. How should we finish off, though, Stephen? Here's lunch. I'm starving. Even so, of course, Stephen. The point you missed out was where you worked with Colin Holt. Oh, the biggest Cambridge prick of them all. <laughs> uh, Skip that, loser. Cambridge prick. He yeah. never got in Cambridge. Achingly bitter about it. It's, yeah. <laughs> he's still trying. He's still applying. He's still trying to get in Cambridge mm. while slagging them off. Now, of course, they're all in charge. 
Yes. God, Margaret, the only thing I can say is thank God no one listens to this. He's a chancer. Chancer. He's a chancer. Colin Holt. It's a chancer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 What was it so, like working with him? Awful. It could be the... <laughs> oh, I've heard he's a tyrant. He is, was it yes, better is. working with him or not working with him? I feel better for not working with him. For yeah. him at all. For, for, it's been a long time now. I think it's been about, it seems like 20 years have gone by. It does. It's 10 uh, years. Is it oh 10 years? Yes. That's uh, weird, isn't it? I hear he's, um, he's doing okay. He hasn't moved on that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could do better. Oh, boogeyman. Stephen, it's been lovely chatting to you. So, um, what are you having for your lunch, Margaret? I think I'm going to have tuna and broad bean salad. I thought actually tuna myself. I've got Ooh. a can of tuna in sunflower oil, and I hey, might no. have that on, on, the, on, a, on a little, little uh, roll. Didn't really know what you were going to say there. On a, little, on a little chicken. Yeah, little cat's paw. <laughs> on a little hook. You've been listening to Talking to Actors uh, with Anna Man, starring Colin Holt, edited by Dan Snellgrove, part of the Great Big Owl family. Please subscribe, review and share. You can find Colin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. And the same goes for um, Anna Man. Just look her up, you'll find it. I'm Sue Clinch. Uh, Tra. Great Big Owl. Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger. Are you a client? Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. No, 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 I've, I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant. You're the, the, you're the assistant's assistant. <laughs> yes, if you like. Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.